welcome to everyone to this live podcast on twitch well most of you guys don't really know what it is so let me explain it for you post scientist is a website obviously a blog website in which you will get science article science related field articles and research articles but we have decided to take step forward and start this podcast for those who are not able to read those articles in their free time due to their busy uh, scheduling or busy culture and for those we have started this podcast uh, to get uh, news about the research industry and yes that's all about it and also i would like to add please follow our social especially twitter because we are mostly like uh, likely on that and also uh, we have created our discord server through which y- uh, you can get uh, easily notification about our live mostly we are uh, came into by fi- uh, 5 am Uh, according to IST, but uh, today uh, there is any some complications and some something is not right. That's why we didn't came. But most of uh, mostly uh, this time is uh, the starting of this podcast, and I would like to uh, yes now. we are moving to our first topic which is breakthrough proof clears path for quantum ai let's read it and see what he is telling about us convolutional neural networks running on quantum computers have generated significant buzz for their potential to analyze quantum data better than classical computer can when a fundamental solubility problem known as barren platters has limited the application of these neural networks for large data sets new research overcome that hlees heal with a rigorous proof that guarantees scalability the way you construct a quantum neural network can lead to a barren platter or not said marco serso co-author of the paper titled absence of barren platters in quantum conventional neural networks published today by an loss almost national laboratory team in physical review x seroso is a physicist uh, specializing in quantum computing quantum machine learning and quantum information at las almos we approved uh, the absence of barren platters for a special type of quantum neural network our work provides trainability guarantees for this architecture meaning that one can generally train its parameters as an artificial intelligence ai methodology quantum conventional neural networks are inspired by the visual cortex as such they involve a series of convolutional layers or filters interleaved with pooling layers that reduce the dimension of the data while keeping important features of a data set These neural networks can be used to solve a range of problems from image recognition to material discovery. 
Overcoming barren plateaus is key to extracting the full potential of quantum computer in AI applications and demonstrating their superiority over classical computers. Until now, Russo said, researchers in quantum machine learning analyzed how to mitigate the effects of barren plateaus, but they lacked a theoretical basis for avoiding it together. altogether. The, the laws almost work show how some quantum neural networks are in fact immune to barren plateaus. With the guarantee in hand, researchers will now able to swift through quantum computer data about quantum system and use that information for studying material properties or discovering new materials, among other applications, said Patrick Coles, a quantum physicist at a loss almost and co-author of the paper. Many more applications for quantum AI algorithm will emerge cool things as researchers use near-term quantum computers more frequently and generate more and more data. All machine learning programs are data-hungry. <laughs> right. Avoiding the vanishing gradient, all hope of quantum speed up or advantage is lost if you have a barren priority. Okay. Sarasa said, the crux of the problem is a vanishing gradient in the optimization landscape. The landscape is composed of hills and valleys, and the goal is to train of model parameters. To find the solution of exploring the geographic of the landscape, the solution usually lies at the bottom of the lowest valley, so to speak. But in a flat landscape, one cannot train the parameter because it is difficult to determine which direction to take. That problem becomes particularly relevant when the number of data features increases. In fact, the landscape becomes exponentially flat with the feature size. Hence, in the presence of parent plateau, the, plat uh, the quantum neural network cannot be scaled up. The Los Alamos team developed a new novel gra uh, graphical approach for analyzing the scaling within a quantum neural network and proving its trainability. For more than 40 years, physicists have thought quantum computers would prove useful in simulating and understanding quantum systems of particles while show conventional classical computers. This type of quantum conventional neural network that uh, the last almost research has proved robust is expected to have useful application in analyzing data from quantum simulation. The field of quantum machine learning is still young, Cole said. There's a famous quote about lasers when they were first discovered that said they were a solution in search of problem. Now, lasers are used everywhere. Similarly, a number of suspect that quantum data will become highly available and the quantum machine learning will take off. Of course, <laughs> our new technology is only <laughs> based on quantum computers and quantum applications. For instance, re research is focusing on ceramic materials as high-temperature superconductors, Cole said, which could improve frictionless transportation, such as magnetic liberation trains, but analyzing data about the material large numbers which are influenced by temperature, pressure, and impurities in these materials, and classifying the phases is a huge task that goes beyond the capability of classical computers. Using a scalable quantum neural network, quantum computer could swift, uh, 
through a vast data set about the various states of a given material and correlate those states with phase phases to identify the optimal state of high temperature superconducting right i don't know why this researcher named uh, what is an aha sedso have option with quantum neural networks or uh, quantum engineering sorry i mean a uh, quantum neural network it i don't think so uh, it is on the baren plateau only it if uh, because everyone we have right now we have you know hmm. this classical computer and this uh, neural network on the basis of that now oh, and maybe uh, there is any complication but we will get to resolve in the future and we will see this quantum neural networks everywhere by of course by starting uh, from a small area then it going to a vast like our internet today okay let's move on to our next topic which is motorized droplets thanks to feedback effects let's see what he is talking about A team of physicists from Germany and Sweden working with first author Jens Christian Groyer from Heinrich Heine University Düsseldorf HHU has examined a special system of colloidal particles with the activity using laser light. The researcher discovered the self-propelling droplets which they have no, uh, named droploids formed which contain the particles as an internal motor. they describe those droploids in more details in the later edition of the journal nature communications according to an age old saying the whole is often more uh, than the sum of its part after all a sandwich made of bread lettuce and mayonnaise tastes better than its individual components a team of physicists from hhu du demstrand and sweden university of gothenburg has de- uh, determined that this adage is also true in the realm of physics and the combining individual parts can create something with entirely new properties the research in- project involved combining different atoms and larger particles and studying the effect they have and each other on each other it is ultimately a typical example of what the matter that surround us is composed of The researcher extended this general principle of combination to include additional feedback processes thus creating a new kind of dynamic structure referred to as positive feedback loops especially they uh, combine two different types of colloid particles in a water lutidine heat bath they irradiated the bath with laser and the light from the laser brought the liquid near the particles to the critical point the fluctuation are particularly uh, strong at this point along droplet like structures to form that in turn surround the particles inside the droplets the two uh, type of colloid particles heat up to different temperature this result in effective force that contradict newton's fundamental law of motion action is equal to reaction to propel the droplets f- forwards 
this means that the colloid particles induce the formation of droplets and in encapsulate the colloids and are in turn propelled by the particles this feedback loop result in novel superstructure with a self organized colloidal motor the researcher adopted the term droploids a portmanteau of the words droplets and colloids to describe these superstructures the research team co- combined theoretical and experimental approaches with the system mo- modeling performed in dusseldorf and darmstadt while the colleagues in gothenburg verified the findings using real life experiments thus confirming the theoretical models okay so that's how this uh, motorized droplets thanks to feedback of my guy great great it's kind of a, a predicting like uh, false uh, pre- uh, predicting or false law against the law of newtons or uh, newton's third law interesting it is important here to process sorry uh, professor dr hartmut lovan head of the institute of theoretical physics second at hhu had this to say it's important here that the process can be controlled entirely by laser il- illumination this makes it possible to steer the system externally so that it is flexible for different applications hmm right great man you have wrong the this thing professor dr beno lepchen leader of theory of soft matter working group at tu demstand explained the actual use of droplet as follows besides justifying a novel concept of micromotors the droplet and the non reciprocal interaction involves could serve as important ingredients for generating future biometric materials okay so it can be used in our biotechnology and bio physics uh, in the upcoming uh, upcoming technology it will be there i think a whole office solution creating faster stronger more energy efficient quantum computer let's see uh, what he is talking about read it UNSW scientists are further along in their goal to create faster stronger and more energy efficient computers of course everyone is doing that a new collaborative paper between fleet the australian research council center of excellence in future low energy electronic technologies cqc2t the arc center of excellence of quantum computation and communication technology and the university of british columbia vancouver canada indicates that the trade off between operational speed and information coherence might be optimized through holes thus scaling up qubits in a mini quantum computer one way to make a quantum bit is to use the spin of an electron which can point either up or down to make quantum computer as fast and popular as possible fleet scientists 
are operating them by uh, only using electric field applied using ordinary electrodes a theoretical study shows that a solution is reached by using holes which can be thought of as the absence of an electron behaving like positively charged electrons says associate professor in the UNSW school of physics deeming Kulkar in this way a quantum bit can be made robust against charge fluctuations steaming from the solar background hmm. moreover the sweet spot or at which the qubit is least sensitive to such noise is also the point at which it can be operated the fa- fastest our study predicts such a point exists in very every quantum bit made of holes and provide a set of guidelines for experimentalist to reach this point in their labs says dimi so i think you get the point of this um, author and the article <laughs> don't you think that it's uh, just everyone is more into quantum computers quantum applications because to be very honest i think it's our future <laughs> so everyone is looking for forward and that so it's obviously become uh, the future of the, uh, obviously be the future uh, everyone is researching for the future right now we are moving to our next topic molecular interface as building blocks for innovative sensors and data storage devices let's see read it molecular interface formed between metals and molecular compounds have enormous potential as building blocks for future opto electronics and spin electronic devices transition metal phthalocyanine and phosphorin complexes are a promising component for such interfaces scientists at forsi shunse setram zeolik together with a team of international scientists have been working to develop a model system for designing such devices with unique function and enhanced performance by stabilizing and controlling the spin oxidation states in the complexes with the nanoscale precision among other things they discover a mechanism that can be used in future to store information in forfrins or to develop extremely sensitive sensors to detect toxic nitrogen dioxide some of the most important processes in biological system are catalyzed by enzyme containing metal ions where unexpected re- uh, reactivity corresponds to low oxidation states for example forfins a class of dio di molecules are involved in photosynthesis in plants and oxygen transport in red blood cells inspired by the biological functions scientists have allocated forfins a wide range of technological uses however any practical application of this organ uh, organometallic complexes in the sphere of technology demands nanometric scale control of the molecular properties to be exploited a group of scientists from zeolik has been working on the system for some time with the 
goal of fine tuning their electronic and magnetic properties and understanding the mechanism that govern the interaction at the interface we have taken the first step in this direction by coupling nickel porphyrin with copper which is a highly interactive surface this unique combination result in some really interesting properties for example copper promotes a significant charge transfer in porphyrin furthermore it triggers the reduction of the central metal nickel bringing the characteristic of this system closer to the biological system that inspired us in the first place as a result we wonder why not go even further making use of ni i high reactivity explained dr vitali fear from zeolik peters grunberg institute indeed the unsaturated low valency nickel metal ions at the interface are available for catalysis and uh, then attachment of axial ligands such as small diatomic molecules provides the possibility for further controlling the oxidation in the spin states what seemed to be simple approach has resulted in intriguing discovery for example exposing the molecular interface to a low dosage of nitrogen dioxide resulted in the nickel ion switching to a higher spin states even in buried multilayer system Chemi- the chemical active low valence nickel ion can be functionalized with nitrogen dioxide providing selective tuning of the metal center electronic properties the xl legend uh, coordination spin switching at the interface is a re- reversible process and the prime time state can be restored by the mid annealing of the interface while ni- nickel works as a reversible spin w- switch at room temperature the electronic structure of the microcycle backbone where the frontier optical are primarily localized is unaltered the reason of uh, for this is that the forfin strong co- contact with the substrate appears to behave as an energy counterpart preventing further geometric modification caused by so called surface trans effect says lulia kojo koryo phd students at the peters grunberg institute this matter has never been observed at room temperature before and has the potential to be exploited in the future to store information for phonics or to construct extraordinarily sensitive sensors for detecting hazardous substances such as a nitrogen dioxide the research was published in small <laughs> i think you get the point of the author and how tactical so never mind let's move on to our next topic frequency translating air drop filters designed for on chip light manipulation researchers report the development of frequency translating air drop filters based on electro optical modulated photonic molecules the new class of filters could open 
uh, important new avenues for on-chip light manipulation hack jevo or gan from boston university us will present the research at frontiers in optic laser science conferences all virtual meeting 0 to 4 november 2021 add drop filters are used to add uh, or drop on individual light channel without disturbing other channel these filters are commonly used in optical data communication but are also important for quantum information processing optical neural network and and other applications being an example of linear time invariant systems the drop or add a light channel but never change its wavelength a key attribute of this new filter is their added ability to shift the frequency of the light signals that are dropped or added of course this is fundamentally a new building block in the toolbox of optical chip designers said giver gan because we have implemented it in a silicon chip foundry process it can be used by others to build a new more complex system on chip the n- this new frequency shifter filter concept may allow easier manipulation of wavelength channels on chip to m- manage congestion of wavelengths in data communication but it could also enable a new type of bean splitter for quantum computing using photons hmm. the new filters build on previous work in which the researcher created a frequency translating filter that combines microing modulators and linear filters in a device that produce a shifted drop port response passband this design included two actively coupled microing resonators and one bus waveguide although the though uh, through and uh, drop ports were frequency shifted from each other they shared the same physical waveguide port which for some application would require linear filtering to separate the signals spatially in the new work the researcher created a second order frequency translating airdrop filters with frequency ports that map to distinct waveguide ports the device used two coupled microing resonators with built-in electro optic phase fil- shifters and two waveguides that are coupled to both rings all four connection feature equal coupling strengths to test a new device the researcher first made a passive optimal transmission between the different ports with no electrical signal applied they then measured the frequency translating response finding that the uh, device exhibiting filter passbands that shifted from the respective frequencies the crosstalk between channels stayed below 40 db thanks to careful tuning of phase delays in the waveguides using thermo optic phase shifters gervogyan adds while other sorry while these first results are encouraging the insert insertion loss is somewhat high the lowest loss demonstrated to data is 13 db as with the regular filters the frequency translating filters should have insertion low below 5 db to find any f- practical application in data communication 
This can be achieved by optimizing the efficiency, speed and propagation laws of PN junction phase shifters used in the device. For quantum application, the requirements would be even more stringent. Targeting insertion loss below 0.5 dB because of the inherent loss of carrier plasma disruption effect. We believe such efficiency cannot be achieved using PN diode phase shifters. However, implementation is material platforms such as lithium niobate, barium titanate, or silicon organic hybrid may make such application possible as well. So basically, it's going to be helpful for our, of course, uh, in communication sector, but it is achieved by very low shifters and PN. Uh, it's not achieved by PN diode phase shifters. It can, uh, it will be achieved by different elements or materials uh, like that. Yes. Uh, so uh, the Garvogan, uh, this scientist uh, also knows this. That's why he's not able to uh, have the proper application or proper device for uh, this system. But his thing, uh, he or she, whatever he is, he's thinking that this can be achieved by different materials no, uh, not uh, only rely on one uh, thing and i think it can be possible by by more research and more hard working projects so, okay let's move on to our next topic new insight could lead to better silicon solar panels okay Researcher at the U.S. Department of Energy and National Renewable Energy Le uh, Laboratory (NREL) and Colorado School of Mines are applying a new technique to identify defects in silicon solar cells that cause a drop in efficiency. The lessons learned at the atomic level could lead to improvements in the way manufacturers strengthen their produ products against what is known as light-induced degradation. Light-induced degradation or LID shaves the efficiency of silicon solar cells but about 2% which adds up, uh, to a significant drop in power output over the 30 to 40 year lifespan of the technology deployed in the field. Solar cells made from silicon uh, account for more than 96% of global market and the most commonly used semiconductor used in manufacture of these cells is made from boron doped silicon but boron drop silicon is susceptible to lid so manufacturer have deployed sorry have developed method to stabilize the solar modules without an understanding of the defects at the atomic level the researchers said it is impossible to predict the stability of these modules some of the modules are stabilized completely some of them are half uh, stabilized said abigail meyer 
a PhD candidate mines and researcher at NREL. She is the lead author of the new paper detailing efforts to pinpoint the source of the LID phenomena. The article Atomic Structure of Light Induced Efficiency Degrading Defect in Boron Dopped Sikocrelency Key Scrolling Cleansing. I am wrong, please don't beat me. Silicon Solar Cells appears in the journal Energy of and Environmental Science. Her co-author are Vincenzo La Salavia, William Nemeth, Matthew Page, David Young, Paul Stradens, all from NREL, Sumit Agrawal, uh, Michael Venuti and Serena Ely from who are from Mines and P. Craig Tyler, a retired Mines professor who consulted on the research. Okay. Stranden, a principal scientist and project leader in silicon photovoltaic research at NREL, said the problem of LID has been studied for decades, but the exact microscopic nature of what causes the degradation has not been determined. Researchers have concluded through indirect experimentation and theory that the problem decreases when less boron is used or when less oxygen is present in the silicon. The collaboration between NREL and MINES researchers relied on electron paramagnetic resonance EPR to identify defects responsible for the LIT. For the first time, the microscopic examination revealed a distinct effect signature as the sample uh, solar cells become more degraded by light. The defect signature disappeared when the scientists applied the empirical regeneration process to cure the LID that uh, industry has adopted. To their surprise, other researchers also found a second broad EPR signature affected by light exposure involving many more dopant atoms than th uh, there are LID defects. The hypothesized that all that not all atomic changes induced by the light led to the LID. The techniques developed uh, to study LID can be extended or to reveal other types of degrading defects in silicon solar cells and, and in other semiconductor materials used in photovoltaics, including cadmium, telluride, and perovskites. The scientists noted. Okay. Now we are moving to our next topic. Hmm. Right. Solar energy can be cheap and reliable across China by 2060 research shows. Hmm. Let's see. At the upcoming UN uh, Climate Change Conference, uh, conference, sorry. Is Glasgow, Scotland, much attention will be focused on China as the world's largest CO2 emitter. China efforts to decarbonize its energy system will be critical to the goal of limiting the rise in global average surface temperature to 1.5 degrees Celsius. China has already major 
commitment to transforming its energy systems towards renewables, especially power generation from solar, wind, and hydro sources. However, there are many unknowns about the future of solar energy in China, including its costs, technical feasibility, and grid compatibility in the coming decades. Recent projection of the cost of future solar energy potential in China have relied on outdated and overestimated cost of the solar panels and their installation and the storage technology like lithium-ion and batteries. Okay. How much will solar power really cost in China in the coming decades, including the challenges in inherent variability poses to the grid? Researcher from Harvard Tinsengnia University in Beijing, Nankai University in Tianjin, and Renmin University of China in Beijing have found that solar energy could provide 43.2% of China's electricity demand in 2060, at less than 2.5 US cents per kilometer kilowatt hour. For comparison, solar power uh, tariffs in China reached 3.6 to 6.5 cents per kilowatt hour in 2019. The research is published as the cover article of the proceeding of the National Academy of Science PNAS. The findings highlight a crucial energy transition point not only for China but also but for other countries at which combined solar power and storage system become a cheaper alternative to coal-fired electricity and more grid Compatible option, said Michael B. McElroe, the Gilbert Butler, the professor of environmental study at the Harvard John A. Paulson School of Engineering and Applied Sciences, sees and co-corresponding author of the study. Today, a subsidy-free solar panel has become cheaper than coal power is in most part of China, and the cost competitive advance advantage will soon expand to the whole country due to technology advance and cost declines said Z Lu associate professor school of environment Tinsungnia university and co-corresponding author of the paper our result demonstrate that the economic competitiveness of solar power combined with investment in storage system could provide extra benefits for grid dispatch which will be especially important for operation of future electric system in China. Liu received his PhD from gra uh, Harvard Graduate School of Arts and Science and began laying groundwork for the study as postdoctoral fellow and research associate at the CIS based Harvard China project on energy, economy, and environment. The researcher team developed an integrated model to access solar energy potential in China and its cost from 2020 to 2060. The model first takes into account factors such as land usage throughout China, possible tilt and spacing of solar panels, and meteorological conditions like solar radiation and temperature to estimate the physical potential of solar power across both space and time. The team that in integrated the investment cost and speed of technology changes to capture the evolving cost competitiveness of solar panel, solar power relative to co uh, power now and in the future. Building on this foundation, the study developed an early optimization model to evaluate the 
Additional cost of power storage system needed to smooth the variation of solar output so that it can be integrated into the grid to match electricity demand. The researchers first found that the physical potential of solar PV, which includes how many solar panels can be installed and how much solar energy they can generate in China, reached 99.2 petawatt hours in 2020. Sorry. In 2020, there is much more twice the country total consumption of energy in all forms, including not only electricity but also fuel consumed directly, directly by vehicles, factories, and building uh, heating and more. The findings show solar PV is an enormous resource for China uh, decarbonization. Then they uh, demonstrate its cost. Uh, competitiveness with 78.6% of the potential in 2020 equally uh, to or lower than current prices of local coal-fired power or shares set to grow further. This cost advantage means China can invest in storage capacity such as batteries and still cost-effectively supply 7.2 petawatt hours or 43.2 of countrywide electricity demand by 2060. Most now realize that climate change requires uh, transitioning away from fossil energy uh, use, said Chris P. Nielsen, executive director of the Harvard China Project and co-author of the paper. Not as many realize that decarbonizing the power system in the linchpin, especially as more sectors become electrified and the Adoption by the grid of renewable variability is the toughest part of the puzzle. It's a huge breakthrough and it's not just for China. If storage can make solar power grid compatible at a competitive cost. Our research shows that if costs continue to decline, especially for storage, there could be opportunity to power vehicle heat or cool buildings or to produce industrial chemical all using solar energy. This could extend the climate and environmental benefits of solar energy far beyond the power sector as traditionally conceived, said Shi Chen, co-first author of the paper who helped lead the study of Tanzania PhD student and a visiting fellow at the Harvard China project. This research was co-authored by Chongzhu Zhang Jiang Zhou Li, Hu Zhu, Ye Wu, Shuxia Wang, Fang Song, Chu Wei, Kevin He, and Jiming Ho. So, do I need to explain this? Very honest, to be very honest. I think if uh, you are considering my opinion in this that it can be true it can be false because as we all know that uh, chinese communist party has already banned <laughs> the uh, banned uh, their uh, social media or any other social media which is currently available on all uh, different countries and either i don't really uh, thought so uh, day uh, did, uh, day after tomorrow or uh, yesterday only there uh, was a news about uh, china tested a missile uh, of 
super missile in which it's uh, take the circle of the uh, world and attacked on uh, the specific location and it uh, neither uh, it was dead uh, to uh, day after tomorrow news it is in the around june 2020 but still this news is after uh, this news is way more uh, after than this i don't think so to be very honest neither neither china neither i mean i don't really think that this article is right for those uh, for uh, for any uh, for any of you so maybe i am because i am in india uh, neighboring country or uh, basically a enemy country so i would uh, rather criticize it but if it's true then it will be great if it's not i mean i don't trust him but if it's true it's great if it's not then don't rely on these things to be uh, to be very clear now we are moving to our next topic of course new solution for low cost lightweight and compact wireless transfer devices <coughs> so let's read it and see what is talking about a researcher co- uh, collaboration between associate professor mishima thomas kasu Kobe University Graduate School of Maritime uh, Sciences and Associate Professor of Lai Ching Ming National Chung Hsing University Taiwan has successfully developed a new power controller system for wireless power transfer the developed system is highly precise and efficient and the cir- circuitry is simpler than existing systems this technical proposal will effectively reduce the amount of circuit components in wireless power transfer devices as well as their cost and weight this research result were given online advanced publication in the internal international uh, scientific journal iee journal of emerging and selected topics in industrial e- electronics on august 6 2021 wireless transfer system are used to transfer electric energy in contactless manner to the batteries inside electrified vehicles such as automated guided vehicles in factories electric cars and ships consequently wireless transfer system have been gathering much attention from various fields in terms of improving the convenience of electrical energy utilization and advanced advancement of clean energy in a wireless transfer system contactless power transfer occurs between the transferring ts coils and the receiving rx coils however a large amount of transfer power is lost if a distance gap between the two coils increase and they are no longer in their optimum position to prevent power losses and reduce efficiency resulting from the occurrence it is necessary to control electrical parameters such as frequency of tx and rx coils currents in accordance with the battery capacity consequently uh, the structure of power conversion 
and controller devices have become more complex. To tackle the technical issue mentioned above, Associate Professor Mishima et al. have developed a novel control strategy that applies resonant frequency uh, tracking and load impedance regulation at a, uh, to a high high frequency inverter in the tech side the resonant uh, frequency tracking automatically adjusts the operation of the high frequency inverter via the phase difference between the current and voltage of tx coils in a highly efficient manner in addition applying del uh, delta sigma transformation a technique for processing all electrical signals into the pulse density modulation of the high frequency inverter eliminates the the need for a complicated extra controller in the rx side in this way the researchers developed a novel practical and cost effective power control scheme that enables a wireless power transfer system to be operated with high precision and efficiency from the tx side okay the researcher has successfully simplified the structure of the power conversion circuitry in the rx side as well the uh, as the logical scheme of the power controller this development and its experimental verification demonstrated that it is possible to reduce the number of component which will contribute towards the implementation of highly reliable and cost effective wireless transfer system for example this technology could be especially beneficial for electric cars drones other such vehicles for which a light weight and compact size are important Furthermore, the research results could also be implied to biomedical wireless power transfer for implementable medical devices such as pacemakers. So, this research is basically used uh, for those lightweight uh, vehicles or lightweight application and devices. And because uh, everything we know, wireless is something which everyone prefers even uh, if it's a mouse if it's a keyboard if it's a every uh, every computer component also everyone prefers wireless and that's the reality <laughs> nowadays because these wires uh, are uh, are sometimes like a complex thing and don't uh, and everyone don't really get into it so i think it's great if it's happening and, uh, and if it's more and more adapting into our environment right so let's move on to our next topic auto sector shift gear towards recycling parts batteries so uh, so basically auto uh, auto sectors or automaker sectors shifted uh, to recycling parts especially batteries as use of mm, recycling things and uh, keep uh, them in new and it's a uh, great for everyone like it will be beneficial if it's a carbon emission car or a electric car whatever the car it is but Uh, if it's for batteries then lithium ion is used day, uh, day by day uh, i mean is using very fastly 
Yes. Let's read it and see uh, what he's talking about and what our author trying to tell us. From aging electrical batteries to old engines to rear view mirrors, the auto industry is reviving up its recycle efforts as it faces pressure to reduce its colossal carbon footprint. As I said, the word automakers are inventing facility to salvage old parts, but the industry is looking is also looking to recycle the millions of electric batteries used uh, for the car of the future. <laughs> While electric cars are cleaner than their fossil fuel fuel peers, the raw material needed to their batteries are extracted from mines in Africa that are often accused for of environmental damage and using child labor. Yes. As demand of this material increases, the pressure on these economical marginalized regions are likely to be amplified risking the goals of a socially, ecologically and ecologically sustainable renewable energy system, according to the Institute of Sustainable Future at University of Technology, Sydney. How the auto industry will manage its electric transition is likely to be among the hot topics at the two-week of COP26 climate uh, summit hosted by uh, Britain starting October 2031. The sector produces more greenhouse gas emissions than the entire European Union, with 20% of it coming from manufacturing, according to the World Economic Forum. Batteries can account for as much as half uh, the price of electric cars, with a life expectancy ranging between 8 and 15 years. Recycling them could have a considerable impact, of course. It could reduce demand for lithium by 25%, cobalt by 35%, and nickel and copper by 55% in 2040, the Institute of Sustainable Future said in a report in April. But new mining projects are underway. The, pro, uh, the potential of adverse impacts on local environment and communities, including pollution of soil, air, and water, human rights abuses, and unsafe working a condition the australian institute state it is technologically possible to recover over 90 percent of metal used in batteries but the effort is limited by the lack of a by of a strong economic driver or policy that could encourage the use of recycled material the report said the european commission wants to require that 12 percent of the cobalt four percent of lithium and four percent of nickel used in electric vehicle batteries B from recycled material from 2030, leading a revolt. China is ahead of the game, according to experts with battery maker CATL, uh, recently announcing uh, the construction of a 32 billion yuan, 5 mil billion to 4.3 billion euro recycling plant in Hubei province, Redwood, heated by one of the founders of US electric car champion Tesla raised 500 million in July to expand its recycling facilities. Swedish uh, startup Northvolt, a Volkswagen and BMW partners, plans to launch next year a factory capable of recycling 25,000 tons of batteries per year. The uh, company has pledged that 50% of this battery components would be made from recycled uh, materials by 2030 the project dubbed revolt is part of the company co promises promise to be a greenish battery maker in europe 
नॉर्थ वर्ल्ड चीफ एनवायरमेंटल ऑफिसर एमा नेहरन हेम नेहरन हेम वॉन्ट डैट ऑल मार्केट फोरकास्ट डेट अंडर एस्टिमेट द ग्रोथ ऑफ बैटरी प्रोडक्शन प्रोडक्शन इज कॉन्स्टेंटली ग्रोइंग नेहरन सेड आई एम मोर वर्डेड अबाउट द फैक्ट डैट यूरोप वॉन्ट बी रेडी आई सी लॉट ऑफ इंटरेस्ट बट देयर कुड बी सम गैप रेडीनेस रेडीनेस इज नीडेड वी हैव टू एक्ट नाउ शी सेट फ्रेंच न्यूक्लियर जॉइंट ओरानो इज लॉन्चिंग अ प्रोजेक्ट टू अप्लाई टेक्निक्स यूज फॉर एक्सट्रैक्टिंग यूरेनियम टू रिसाइकल बैटरीज फ्रेंच वेस्ट मैनेजमेंट कंपनी वियोलियो हैज अ पायलट प्रोजेक्ट एट अ प्लांट इन ईस्टर्न फ्रांस दैट रिसाइकल स्मार्टफोन एंड कंप्यूटर बैटरीज एट द प्लांट बैटरीज आर स्ट्रिप्ड ऑफ देयर प्लास्टिक कवरिंग एंड एल्यूमिनियम फॉइल्स डेट होल्ड द सेल्स विच आर देन स्ट्रेडेड टू डस्ट टू एक्सट्रैक्ट द डिफरेंट मेटल्स रिसाइकलिंग डैशबोर्ड्स इट इज नॉट जस्ट इलेक्ट्रिक बैटरीज डेट आर बिंग रिसाइकल एज द इंडस्ट्री एम टू वन डे प्रोड्यूस सर्कुलर कार्स वहीकल्स विथ नेट जीरो कार्बन फुट प्रिंट इन फ्रांस अ जॉइंट वेंचर of automaker renault and utilizes group sios dismantles 5000 cars per year for their parts the company indra has uh, taken its industrial process to belgium portugal and switzerland workers empty fuel tanks and strips a car of its engine tires dashboard rear view mirrors and other parts within 2 hours Around 35% of their weight of the vehicle. Each car can fetch up to 400 euros in salvage part, which are sold to repair shops or private consumers. The rest is pressed, melted, burned, or recycled for other sectors. Jaguar and Land Rover has a project to recycle aluminium from scrapped vehicles, which the company says could not could. cut uh, co2 emission from the production by 26% so <laughs> if if you want to give my opinion in this topic then i think neither i uh, we want to realize uh, uh be uh, basically neither we want to overall what's the word uh, rely on this technology or this lithium batteries technology because as you all know uh, this production is go- uh, is going crazy most of the uh, ba- uh, factories and mines are going are going grounded day by day and it is increasing e- increasing uh, dealing with this topic with this um, thing and many of them are interested also but i think now we have time to communicate uh, communicate in a way in which sorry uh, we have to change this battery thing i mean we don't rely on this lithium ion batteries we rely on different uh, uh, metals batteries in which it is and it uh, and from that metal uh, 
and also from that metal or that basically yes uh, uh, from that metal which is available in the environment easily and very uh, freely because otherwise uh, either uh, china or uh, the lithium ion mines will be going cra uh, will uh, be going digged and mined crazy every day if you want to uh, be a sustainable economy and a sustainable mm, development uh, in the whole world basically in the whole world then we need to do this otherwise it can it cannot be possible if if someone agrees with this point then please uh, support it and see uh, what is going to be happen in our next generation now we are moving to our second last topic and a very complicated one <laughs> first controllable nano scale gas liquid interface fabricated let's see read it and see what is talking about when a liquid meet gas a unique zone forms variable by nature molecules can cross from one state to another combining in unique ways to either desirable or unwanted ends from heat escaping a mug of coffee to increasing molecular concentration in chemical solution gas liquid interfaces are ubiquitous ubiquitous across na uh, nature and engineering but a lack of tools com uh, capable of precisely control such gas liquid interfaces limit their application until now researchers based at osaka prefecture university have developed the first controllable gas liquid interface at the nano scale they published their design and experimental results on october 14 in nano letters whether it's engineered or occurs in nature gas liquid interfaces play an important role in numerous chemical and biological processes said paper author yan zu associate professor of chemical engineering in graduate school of engineering at osaka prefecture university nanoscales gas liquid interface have been randomly randomly generated in carbon nanotubes and porous membranes for example but fabricating controllable nanoscale version is still challenging because nano fluidic channels are too small to make us of conventional approaches to surface control fluidic devices help a uh, researcher capture and target molecules and examine specific properties as well as force uh, interaction through nanoscale channels designed with precisely controlled geometries you said in micro fluidic devices which contain channels about 1000 times larger than tho uh, those in nano fluidic devices the surface of these channels can be changed to attract or reject specific molecules such surface modification is commonly used for micro fluidic channels but its applicability uh, for nano fluidic channel is almost never explored zu said While microfluidic devices can be made from a variety of materials, nanofluidic devices require a glass substrate. Uh, substrate, according to Zhu, glass properties such as opt 
ऑप्टिकल ट्रांसपेरेंसी थर्मो स्टेबिलिटी एंड मैकेनिकल रोबस्टनेस मेक इट अ फेवरेबल मटीरियल फॉर एप्लीकेशन इन ए वाइड रेंज ऑफ डिसिप्लिन एंड एन आइडियल मटीरियल इन नैनो फ्लूडिक्स वाइल हाइड्रोलिक इन नेचर ग्लास कैन बी मेड हाइड्रोफोबिक अ टेक्निक यूज इन सर्फेस मॉडिफिकेशन टू हेल्प स्टॉप मॉलिक्यूल्स इन द सेम लिक्विड फ्रॉम बॉन्डिंग टू मॉलिक्यूल्स इन द ग्लास द रिसर्च ऑल्सो मेड ग्लास नैनो चैनल्स विच आर रफली विथ द विथ ऑफ वन वन अपॉन वन थाउजेंड अ शीट ऑफ पेपर वर्ड फेब्रिकेटेड यूजिंग अ टेक्निक कॉल्ड नैनो इन नैनो इंटीग्रेशन विच वॉज डेवलप्ड बाय द रिसर्च एंड अलाउस फॉर प्रिसाइज पैटनिंग ऑफ मच स्मॉलर फंक्शनल नैनो पैटर्न इन द टाइनी नैनो फ्लूडिक चैनल्स द रिजल्टिंग फेब्रिकेटेड नैनो फ्लूडिक डिवाइस इज अ लिटल लार्जर दैन अ पोस्टेज स्टैम्प एंड नॉट मच थिकर द साइज वेराइड नैनो चैनल्स इनविजिबल टू द ह्यूमन आई सेट इन द सेंटर सैंडविच बिटवीन अ लिक्विड इंट्रोडक्शन सिस्टम शेप लाइक टू हॉर्स शूज टू टेस्ट द हाइड्रोफोबिक ट्रीटमेंट द रिसर्चर पुश वाटर इन टू द वाइड वन डायमेंशनल वन डी नैनो चैनल्स इन नॉन ट्रीटेड चैनल्स वाटर विल विक अलॉन्ग इन टू टू डायमेंशनल टू डी नैनो चैनल यूजिंग द सेम फोर्स डेट लेट्स प्लांट डिस्ट्रीब्यूट वाटर फ्राम इट्स रूट्स टू इट्स लीव विदाउट एनी एक्सटर्नल प्रेशर इन कॉन्ट्रास्ट वी ऑब्जर्व डैट वाटर फ्लो स्टॉप्ड एट द एंट्रेंस ऑफ द टू डी नैनो फ्लूडिक चैनल्स अप टू एन एक्सटर्नल प्रेशर ऑफ फोर हंड्रेड के पासकल्स जी सेड डेट्स अबाउट द फोर्स इक्विवेलेंट ऑफ द एवरेज वाटर प्रेशर फ्राम ए होम फैक्सेट बियॉन्ड डेट प्रेशर द रिसर्चर फाउंड वाटर वुड बीच द नैनो फ्लूडिक चैनल्स द टेस्ट वेलीडेटेड द इंजीनियर हाइड्रोफोबिक नेचर ऑफ द चैनल सो द रिसर्चर नेक्स्ट फिल्ड द चैनल विथ इथनॉल इक्विस सोल्यूशन एट हाई प्रेशर एंड देन यूज एयर टू रिमूव लिक्विड फ्रॉम द लेफ्ट चैनल क्रिएटिंग अ गैस लिक्विड इंटरफेस अंडर जीरो प्रेशर द इंटरफेस ट्रेवल्ड to the 2d nano channel entrances and uniformly stopped at hydrophilic gold nano patterns holding for over an hour under some external pressure the interface could be transported along the nano fluidic channels with the stability of the nano scale gas liquid interface confirmed the researcher also successfully tested the ability to concentrate molecules of the of interest in nano scale interface The researchers plan to further develop chip-based uh, analytical and diagnostic devices capable of separating, concentrating, and detecting biological matter such as viruses or biomarkers from extremely small samples. Nanoscales uh, gla- uh, gas-liquids interface fabricated in hydrophilic and hydrophobic nanopattern nanofluidic channels offer the possibility of precisely enriching. target molecules at a well defined nanoscale space revolutionarily impacting a variety of chemical physical and biological processes and application in the future so you said <laughs> i think you get the point of this article and the author how mm, the nanoscale gas liquid or nanoscale applications can be helpful in the in the future
so let's move on to our last topic of this podcast and see what's the author uh, trying to say us efficient light emitting diodes based on oriented uh, perovskites nanoparticles of course planar perovskites light emitting diodes leds are high performance and cost effective electroluminescence devices that are ideal for large area display and lighting application by exploding the emission layers with high ratio of horizontal transition dipole moments tdms researchers can boost the photon out coupling of planar leds the led that are based on any sotropic perovskites are inefficient due to challenge of regulating the orientation of tdms as well as the difficult of achieving high photoluminescence quantum yields including challenge of realizing charge balance in the films of assembled nanostructures and this work jiuyan zhu a research team in chemistry material science and optics in china showed efficient electroluminescence emanating from an in situ perovskite film made of a monolayer of nano platelets the team achieved leds with a peak external quantum efficiency eqe of 23.6% to represent highly efficient planar perovskites leds transition dipo- uh, dipole movements and metal halide perovskites the photon emission uh, characteristic in semiconductor are based on transition dipole movements molecules in material can attain an excited or non excited state through the absorption and emission of light where the rules of transition dipole movement and quantum mechanics can help predict if the transition to be to an excited state is likely nanoplatelets and nano rods that com Uh, comprise optical transition dipole movements within materials are highly entropic and the structure properly relationship is of interest of planar light emitting diodes leds generally transition dipole movements are horizontally oriented for light coupling and those that are vertical oriented contribute to energy loss metal halide perovskites are another emerging class of solution processed semiconductor with interesting properties including high photoluminescence quantum yields and tunable emission wavelength in this report siu et al described efficient leds based on in situ grown perovskite film to show high ratio of horizontal transition dipole movements and high photoluminescence quantum yields structural characterization of nanoplatelets the device contained a perovskite layer analyzed by abbreviation uh, corrected sc- scanning transmission electron microscopic stem the team deposited the perovskite film from a pre cursor solution containing several compounds including lithium bromide cesium bromide and lead bromide dissolved in dimethyl sulfoxide dmso thereafter using high uh, angle annular dark field hadf images cu 
et al. observed a smooth perovskite film using zoom in study that noted well resolved atom columns with highly crystalline perovskite nanoplatelets thereafter using atomic force microscopy they determined the roughness of the material and understood the size of perovskite crystal or nanoplatelet using high resolution transmission electron microscopy optical analysis at the nanoplatelet film the team influenced elect- electronic and optical properties of the perovskite film using the quantum confinement element effect and then quantified the orientation of transition dipole movements of the perovskite film thereafter su et al analyzed the light emission of the perovskite film using black focal plane bfp uh, spectroscopy to a- accomplish this they probed a small region of the perovskite nanoplatelet film with the laser of photo excitations the data indicated excellent spatial uniformity to the horizontal orientation of transition dipole movements in the film the team next used the bfp data of four swords from different region to show excellent spatial uniformity of the orientation of horizontal transition dipole movements in the films due to the concentration of bulky organic ammonium cations and presence of lithium bromide in the precursor solution the perovskite nanoplatelet film oriented with high uh, photoluminescence quantum yields by doubling the concentration of bulky organic ammonium cations su8l formed perovskite film with strong excitotonic absor- absorption peaks and created the horizontal orientation of the nanoplatelets on the flat uh, substrate to van uh, to van der interaction right characterizing the room temperature operating perovskite leds based on further experiment the team showed how the introduction of the lithium bromide libr in the precursor solution improved the photoluminous quantum on properties of the film additionally the electroluminous spectrum of the perovskite nanoplatelet film indicated ultra pure green emission and the pinhole free morphology of the nanoplatelet film allowed negligible current leakage when the performed optical uh, simulation on the material by using the classical dipole model developed for planar micro cavities the result indicated high out coupling efficiency of 31.1% of the perovskite device based on the orientation of the nanoplatelet film while previous work aimed to control the orientation of transition dipole movement by focusing on the assembly of any stropic collateral uh, nanostructure high efficiency electroluminescence required the synthesis of any isotropic colloidal nanostructure with high quantum yield the potential to fulfill the device requirement were challenging due to material design and assembling requirements outlook in the uh, in this way junian sui and colleagues showed how the orientation of transition dipole movements of perovskite films could be regulated to overcome the limits of light out poling uh out coupling of planar uh, leds to form green leds with 
explanation high external quantum efficiency of up to 23.6% the chemical versatility of the perovskite materials allowed cu at l to extend the facile approach uh, to in situ grown nanoplatelet films to develop differently colored leds with high external quantum efficiency the work describes a simple and efficient method to understand the role of the entrostropic optical properties of nanostructure in the formation of optoelectronic devices so as of you all know this perovskites and nanoplatelets and nanoparticles can emit light efficiency diodes and it's great for our future generation for or for our uh, for our application for our devices right so let's end this uh, podcast by by this end of this article and we uh, as you all know that our website is going to be live very soon of course but i think it more uh, uh more shifted to next month because due to some reasons we we are not able to uh, get funds and something but it will be my promise uh, by the end uh, by the first week of of the uh, next month it will be uh, get launched and you will get to see these articles online and you will also get to read it and also the sources of these articles and this researchers if you are in uh, and yes uh, if you are into this then as if you are into research and science industry then please follow our social especially twitter because it will be very beneficial for us uh, to uh, it will be beneficial for us and to communicate with uh, you guys and also um, uh, join our discord server we have created our discord server in which you will get more uh, i mean uh, information daily about this podcast and the articles uh, uh that and yes if that's all about it i have 